get ready to strap on your boots. I'm your host, Jason Sherman. Today, I'm going to discuss why getting a term sheet from investors is not only very difficult to do, but why it's difficult to raise money after you get a term sheet. Because I can't tell you how many times I was told by investors, no less, that getting a term sheet is really difficult. They're the ones that are giving out the term sheets. But it's true because getting a term sheet means that an investor believes in your idea, your company, your platform, your product in you, and is willing to give you the terms that he or she are willing to give you for the money they're going to give you for your company in exchange for a percentage equity in your business. Now, usually when an investor gives you a term sheet, it comes with terms, of course, right? And those terms usually benefit the investors. There's a lot of things you'll hear like right of first refusal and uh, non-dilution, so which means the next round you raise, their shares won't be diluted or lessened over time. Um, the right of first refusal means they can refuse investors that you might want to bring into the round or in the next round. So these terms are investor friendly, not founder friendly. That's just the way it is. And you have to ask yourself, is it worth it to even raise the money in the first place to give up all that control? And if you're one of the lucky ones to get a term sheet in your hand, this means that the investor who's putting the money up for that term sheet, they're going to be called the lead investor. They're leading the round, which means they're going to probably put up a portion or a percentage of the amount you're raising. To make this simple, let's say you're raising $500,000. And out of that $500,000, the investor commits half. So $250,000 is committed by this investor or investor group, whether it's an angel or VC. And this means you have to raise the other half of the round in order to fulfill the whole, uh, the whole deal, the whole round. This isn't always the case. A lot of times investors give you a term sheet. They'll give you the full $500,000 for a percentage of your business, as well as a seat on your board of directors, maybe more than one seat. Uh, they'll want advisory shares, potentially. There's a lot of different things that go along with raising money. But let's just say that you have to raise the rest of the money in the round, okay? The investor commits $250,000, you have to raise the other half. Well, now you have to shop around your idea, your your pitch deck, uh, the term sheet, the fact that you have a term sheet and that you're looking to fill around. And this might take you six months. I mean, it could take you a year to fill the round. It, it can potentially take you a long time to fill that round, which is very time consuming when you could be working on your product, your platform improvements, right? Customer acquisition, selling your product or getting more users to come to your platform, etc. Now I've been in this situation before and it's kind of a state of limbo where you're kind of floating in between funded and not funded, right? And you have to kind of balance, it's a balancing act. You have to not only work on the business and continue to operate as a CEO or whatever your title is, but you have to also pitch investors and travel to meetings and it's very exhausting. It's very time consuming. You have to keep pitching the same story over and over again. Of course, you might want to tweak it depending on who your audience is, but it's really tough because you're now split in between two jobs, being the CEO of your business or the owner of your business and fundraising, which is a full-time job in and of itself. And this period of fundraising, most investors are going to do what's called due diligence. They want to investigate your business inside and out. All the founders, they'll want to have interviews with you, your VP of marketing, your CTO, your CFO, everybody who's involved in the core business. They're going to want to interview them one by one and ask them a lot of questions. 
and the answers have to align perfectly. You can't have, you know, one person saying one answer and one person saying another. If the vision is not perfectly clear across the board, the investor is going to see that there's a lack of communication in your organization. And they're probably going to think that you're not a good investable business because you guys are all over the place. You have to be on the same page. So it's very important that you and your co-founders, your employees, anybody who's going to be in charge of business decisions is on the same page. So practice answering questions that investors are going to ask you. Most of the time, in order to properly make sure that you're on top of things, is investors are going to want what I call the four T's, which is in my book, and my course. If you've taken it, you've heard of it. It's a good team, which means you have really good people behind the product that are building everything. And speaking of product, that would be the second T, which is the technology behind your, your business, whether it's a product or a service or a website or an app. The technology has to be spot on. I mean, this thing has to work perfectly, no crashes. If there's a crash, it has to be minimal. You have to be working on it. They want to see that you can build a really good product with a good team. Right. And then the third T is that they want to see that those two pieces have turned into traction. Right. You have people coming to use your uh, website or your app or people are buying your product and their money is simply fuel for the fire. They're just throwing money on a fire. It's going to be burning it and scaling it and making it much bigger because you've already built a successful product. They're just helping you make it bigger. And speaking of throwing money into the fire, that's the fourth T, which I call turning a profit or revenue monetization. They want to see that you're earning revenue so that their money is not going towards figuring that out. One of the things people always forget when running a, a startup or a business is if you're raising money, investors, their number one goal is to make money. So they want to mitigate the risk of putting money into a company that hasn't proven out their concept yet. And that goes without saying. You have to already have proven it out, identified a market, already have traction, technology and team, like I said, and then turning a profit. If you can show them that you're earning some money, they can see projections that aren't complete BS that, hey, we earned $5,000 last month with your investment. We can get up to $50,000 a month. Okay, now they are interested because their $500,000 can be earned back in just 10 months. But let's go back for a second to the actual term sheet, okay? Again, if you're lucky enough to get one, because most entrepreneurs do not get a term sheet, their startups fail before they're able to get one or they don't have the four T's. So investors pass them over and so on and so forth. If you're lucky enough to get one, that does not mean that you got funding and you're ready to go because I've actually gotten a term sheet in the past where I was raising around and about halfway through raising the round, one of the investors backed out at the last second, which caused other investors to also back out. And the reasoning was pretty silly, in my opinion. And that's the that's the problem, right? You never know why an investor is going to pass on your business. And if they do, the term sheet then has like a time limit. And if it crumbles and falls away, or if the, the, the term the term sheet ends, the time limit ends, well then you're you're SOL, right? You, you you no longer get to raise that round and you're back to square one. Not only did you waste all that time fundraising where you could have been building up your business even more. But now you have all these investors who you were pitching and now they're not interested anymore. So now you have to go start over again or look for other investors. It's very time consuming. So my suggestion to you is this. Before you plan on fundraising or talking to investors, and by the way, I've seen countless entrepreneurs pitch investors before they had the four T's. Make sure you have the four T's. I can't stress this enough. If you have them, 
It's the difference between an investor saying yes and no, because if they see that you've put in the work, you've, your team is amazing, your technology works fine, you have traction, people are jumping on and using your platform or buying your product, you're earning revenue. There's nothing left for them to, to risk. You've done the risk, you've mitigated the risk for them, you've made it so that they cannot lose their money for the most part. There's always a chance, of course. But if you're thriving before they give you funding, all you're doing is one thing scaling, going bigger, growing, and that's all they want. They just want to, they, you know, a lot of these people out there say that investors invest in seed rounds or, you know, early stage startups. It's just not what I, I haven't been able to find that in, in the years that I've been fundraising and talking to investors and thousands of investors I've talked to more often than not, they will not give you $250,000 or $500,000 in an early stage or seed round, which means you have to figure out those four T's, right? They, they don't, they don't do that. They invest afterward. It's just, they want to see the data. They want to see the revenue. They want to see all of it, right? And if, if they don't see it, they're not going to invest. So hopefully this helps you understand what a term sheet is, how it benefits the investor, uh, why you might need to raise money and look through one of these term sheets. And don't forget to get a lawyer to look over the terms to make sure that you're not screwing yourself. And, uh, you know, don't forget the four T's. The four T's are very important before you raise any money or you go after investors. Make sure you have team, technology, traction, and turning a profit. And as always, I hope you learned something and I will see you in next week's episode. Thanks for listening. If you learned something in today's episode, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. You can learn more about me at jasonsherman.org. Don't forget to pick up a copy of my book, also called Strap on Your Boots, on Amazon. And if you want to dive even deeper into the world of entrepreneurship, I suggest you sign up for my course called Startup Essentials on Udemy.com. Also, you can support this podcast by leaving me a positive review and also by visiting Patreon.com slash Strap on Your Boots to become a member and get bonus material. See you in next week's episode.